When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined on this fine Thursday afternoon, not by Aaron Larsoul. Uh, More on that here in a second. I am instead joined by Harrison Fagan, who, uh, on one hand, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a very like regimented guy. You know, I have kids, so I try to have control in the things that I try to have control over. But uh, I am excited to talk to you, Harrison, because I cannot think of something that you and I are more suited to break down than Giannis Antetokounmpo's uh, tirade <laughs> through the entire Pacers, Indiana Pacers organization. So uh, that'll be coming later in the show. As you guys can again see over there on the right side of your screen, today on the show, we're going to be talking about D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and Torian Prince as a combination some interesting stats from the last like handful of games there as Prince has found his jumper. Uh, apparently like me being annoyed that the league told the Lakers that they have to fly an in season tournament banner is apparently like an unpopular opinion. So I'm going to fight to the death with Harrison over that. And like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those power rankings, but Harrison, I, I promised you a story when I called you today to ask, if you could swap with Aaron this week and next week, um, do you, are you ready for that story? It's, a, it's do you want me to one. guess first what happened? No, because I think that would lead to some problematic places. No, 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 no. I, I think no, no, no. I, I, I think my guess as to what happened is Aaron broke his knee again. It's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> this just keeps happening, but uh, he just, you know, uh, he's just. It's, it's hard to walk downstairs for him. Um, and so, uh, you know, he just, I, I think, you know, I, I rest up Aaron. I know you tore both ACLs and MCLs in both your legs. Um, mm-hmm. but I personally think too, that you're going to, I think once you fully shave your head and commit to that, you're going to look great as our like professor X on the podcast. So like, I'm, I'm excited for you to be back. Yeah. So what actually happened here <laughs> is, um, <laughs> so the, the, um, Hey, I'm walking through Costco today, right? And Aaron is is uh, Aaron calls me, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, he's not going to be able to go today." So immediately, I jump to, "Who can I find to replace him? Like, maybe I should just do a solo show and try that out, and all of that good stuff." Um, but instead, I go to I go straight to. Let's see if this works. No, I don't like that one. Um, 
I I go straight to well, I'll just call Harrison after I get off the phone with him. So Aaron calls me, and the first thing he goes, he says, is I uh right? Like I, you know, like that's how he starts the conversation. So initially yeah. I thought maybe he did hurt his knee because it sounded like he was at the bottom of his stairs. Like, yeah. he was just like <laughs> again, it's just it keeps yeah. happening. Grandpa keeps falling down the stairs. <laughs> so so I go, I go, uh what's up dude what what you know how are you is everything okay he goes yeah, yeah yeah no i'm i'm cooking for this charity this foundation for um unhoused people and i'm like oh okay yeah and he goes so sorry man i'm not gonna be uh, i have to either record um in a few hours from now or i have to record after the the it, the uh south bay lakers play tonight but I'm not going to be able to uh, get this thing going right away. And I'm like, Oh, well, you're putting me in this unfortunate spot where I'm annoyed at unhoused people. And like, I say that in, <laughs> I was going to say, when does the story get funny again? You're just making Aaron look really good. Like, you it's... know, he, he does look good. He does look good throughout this entire story. Uh, but I say you know, that. Finally, unleash Nimby Anthony on air. Um, <laughs> so I see that in the middle of this crowded Costco, and like it was funny. <laughs> and what they all agreed with you, they're all like, Yeah, no, you should be mad. <laughs> that, was, that was a part of this is that I think I launched like a socioeconomic debate within the confines of this Costco. <laughs> because some people are like yeah and then the other people are like oh my god that guy's a monster and mostly i agree with the second of those two groups right like i yeah i, I do think i am a monster not enough to and not I say do... it out loud or be mad but enough to be like well that's the i right wasn't thing. mad i know no well yeah. so so i i i say to aaron i was like you know you you put me in this unfortunate spot where like i find myself at the you know, I, I, I'm 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 annoyed at this situation that has to do with the unhoused, and and like again, like he goes, and he starts busting up laughing on the other end of the line, and I tell him, dude, I just said that in the middle of this Costco, and he just goes, oh my god, wait, what happened? <laughs> like, like, wait, how'd that go? <laughs> And so that is uh, the story behind why Harrison is here and why uh, Aaron is not. He will be on uh, Tuesday's episode next week um, and Thursday. So I'm going to get I'm going to get a double Aaron week next week. Um, and, and Harrison, thank you very much for for hopping on here to take his well, place. Aaron, and, Aaron and once again, proving why why he is the best person among the three of us, um, like by far. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Even if um, his knees don't right. work, that's okay. He 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 finds a way. Well, God doesn't give. It is ironic knees. that I'm making fun of him with all of my physical issues that I've talked it is about true. on the show, and like I'm wearing carpal tunnel braces oh right my now. God. Um, of course, you like... are. <laughs> um, today on the show, like I said, we are going to start with the D'Angelo Russell Austin Reeves Torian Prince conversation again, and um. I'm going to start here, right? That that trio has been a bit of a disaster for the season, right? They have picked things up of, of late where at one point this year, they were like a minus 16 as, you know, a net rating earlier this year. 
and that is like stayed steadily about dropped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now recently they've been playing better because Torian Prince is, has been, you know, I think his three point percentage percentage is all the way up to 38% on the season. He, now he which guaranteed means, he was, he said a hundred percent chance. He's going to shoot 40% from three. Yeah. He's, he's just getting he, there. He's pos- that's positive time. regression, baby. Yeah. Well, so lately he has been this human flamethrower. And as a result, uh, he, uh, D'Angelo Russell and uh, Austin Reeves have been actually pretty productive, right? I, I had it here a second ago, and now it is gone. Uh, where is it? 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 D'Angelo Russell. Oh, my gosh. Well, all right. Lately, they are they have been like, and over the last, over their last seven games, they are a plus 16 in net rating. And over their last 10 games, they are closer to like a plus eight or so net rating. Which, you know, if they are turning things around last night, I was pretty, uh, you know, critical of Darvin Ham sticking with. Yeah, I was going to say a bit, a bit of a disaster is lightened criticism compared to how you were with Raj last night. Well, so this is the thing, though. And um, like, I think where I'm going to wind up landing on that group um, in, in, in what they can present and what they do in in net is. I think that they are going to be that group that like you, you throw out there to see if they have it and then you go away from, right? Like you, you go out there, like they are the group that, you know, if they hit enough threes as a group and they just shoot lights out and they can shoot you in back into a game or something like that. um, Cool. And you can kind of stick with it as, as you want. But as we saw last night, that group is also very capable of not defending and not making any shots. And then they're the disaster type, right? And I think they kind of <laughs> they, then you got to like adjust and go away from it. But I, I'm curious, like how you stand on things now that we have started to see Prince start to make his jumper. Now that we're starting to get more guys healthy, and and Darwin can actually like go away from them um, if if need be, um, if he does actually make adjustments, but. But like, where 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 do you stand on them now that we've started to see a little bit of progress? Well, I'm debating if I should just be if I should be honest or if I should just be really mean to Prince again, even though I don't feel as mean as I was the last time on the show, <laughs> just because his response to that was to hit approximately, I think, 74 threes against the Pelicans uh, was <laughs> is correct. I think I think he, he actually just hit another three against the Pelicans as we are talking right now. Um, mm-hmm. The the score on that on that that final score and if you updated, want like so. any sure way into the hearts of lakers fans hitting all of those threes against the pelicans of all teams is 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 a pretty good way right like well, yeah maybe that's our power school. rankings it's like teams that you can roast as a lakers player that will endear you to lakers fans and like you know obviously exactly. boston's number one but then you know mm-hmm. we start going down the list but um you know, I, I think Prince, like you said, him making his threes, you know, surprise, surprise, has made him look a lot more playable. I was, you know, I, I was ready to drive him to the airport myself last week, um, mm-hmm. you know, before that ISC game. And then since then, he has been red hot. I don't know. Has he missed more than like five since then? I just feel like it's been automatic, you know. He's been uh, incredible. It, yeah. And so that is, of course, going to make that lineup look a little better. But at that point, is that lineup looking good because it fits well and because you think it's doing things that are going to lead to success over the long term or is it just sort of a you know 
like a, a sort of statistical mirage where, you know, anyone hitting threes is going to make any lineup look better. You know, yeah. like it, you, you, it, the three center lineup looked good for one game because the opponents missed some threes and the Lakers, you know, scored pretty good in like bursts. And, you know, I, I, this is not like breaking news or, you know, groundbreaking basketball analysis, but hitting your threes is going to make your lineup look good. I still just, you know, from a process standpoint, do not like that trio. I just think that there is not enough defense there. And especially when it's alongside last night, LeBron didn't play, but especially when it's alongside LeBron where, you know, we've seen you and I've talked about this. LeBron's best role defensively this year is as that Rover who is just like rampaging on steals off of, you know, pressure that these other kind of long defenders are creating. There are no long defenders in that lineup, you know, if it's alongside mm -hmm. LeBron, unless there is Anthony Davis. But, you know, if you're having Anthony Davis out on the perimeter trying to create turnovers, you're sort of, you know, uh, like he's, missing the he's point not on the Anthony interior. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, you know, so I think the I just don't like that trio together. I have come around a little bit on Prince, like, uh, you know, in, in that I don't think that he should be like excised from the rotation completely. But, you know, and Vando's obviously hurt. You guys got into that last night. He just like did not. He looked physically limited. And so, you know, Prince is going to have to play. But I do think that avoiding that trio together, it's just. You know, I don't mean this in the like, uh, like mentality standpoint necessarily, but that lineup is just, it's just soft a little bit. You know, yeah. those three guys are not going to be able to provide much resistance on the perimeter. And so you have things like the Spurs going on like a 43 to 18 run or whatever it was to get back into a game that should have been out of hand. And that's not all on that lineup, but anyway. Well, they were out there. Um, for and, a good chunk of it. And, yeah. And that's, that's what I mean is that like, I think they are. They are that group that, you know, they're, they're you know, it, so Malik Beasley basically functioned they're basically, as they're, the, they're a three guard lineup that we railed against all last year. You know, yeah, like really Prince Prince's guard, you know, Prince is not like a bulky small forward that is going to stay in front of guys and force turnovers or whatever. Well, and, and to your point, so over his last five games, so in December, Torian Prince is making 55 percent of his three pointers. No That's way. Not an exact, it's, at like, least seven, it's at least 75. I don't, I don't believe that number. <laughs> um, and he's making, he's shooting six of them a game and he's making 55% of his three pointers in December. And over the last, uh, yeah, <laughs> over the last 10 games or so. So there's some overlap there, but um, well, I'll just look at the last five games um, while I, while I just kind of uh, procrastinate on getting all of this done. <laughs> But like over that over that time, while he and uh, while he has been that incredible a shooter, that is where you've seen that that group take off to the extent of where they are like a plus 20, I think, in that rating, um, which is insane for a group that gets, you know, a, a decent amount of money uh, minutes together. And and. My only concern is. um <laughs> Ham obviously wants that group to work, I think. Yeah. You know? And um the fact that he just kept going back to it, kept going back to it, kept going back to it, and sticks with it on nights like last night where they clearly don't have it down the stretch. Um, my concern here is that like he, you always hear players talk about they actually like it when a certain player will make a jumper because it means that they're gonna keep <laughs> taking that jumper, you know. Yeah. And, and, and like, this is that lineup that 
you know, they're them having some success makes me a little nervous because it means that Ham is going to play it like even more than maybe he necessarily would otherwise, and and which is obviously more than he should. And and I think again, as as that identity that you have talked about, like what that that allows LeBron defensively to be this like free safety, that identity is so functional that you know, okay, if you want to throw that 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 group out there as like a curveball or as like your flamethrower, you know, you know, pitcher who like um gosh, I'm trying to think of a pitcher who throws it really hard, but still so for a a while there, um the Dodgers had a pitcher named Baez and um and you would look at his stuff and you'd be like, Yeah, that guy should be pretty good, right? He threw a fastball in the mid to high nineties, decent breaking ball should be okay. Um, but then, you know, if you kept him in there for just a little while too long, it was like a guaranteed fiasco coming where it isn't just that it was like a random Homer. It was like an inning would take three hours too long and it would completely muck up the rhythm of the game and he would get shelled and all of that stuff. And he became the super unpopular pitcher. And, and, and yet like anytime he had a good inning, I always found myself kind of nervous, like, means Dave's going to go back to him. Here we go. Yeah. And and this is like my concern here with these guys is yeah, they've had they started the season really really poorly and we were like begging him to stop playing that group. <laughs> and now they've played now they've played a little bit better and and Ham is going to take that as like ha, see idiots, you know? Like and and I just I I find myself even while I'm impressed that they have been able to turn things around, but it has taken 55% three point shooting from Torian <laughs> Prince to be that good. And like, eventually this is, a, I'm going to go is, ahead and say unsustainably hot shooting. Yeah, I don't think like, he's going to shoot 55% on six attempts a game for the rest of the year. Yeah. Now he's going to regress again. And don't prove me wrong, Torian. Again. I'd be really upset if you proved me wrong. And you did that the whole rest of the year. <laughs> specifically christmas i would look really dumb if you just if you just kept <laughs> that up okay so man really hope you don't do that don't own me yeah Korean prince so, please. yeah i i find myself basically like I, I think i now find i have found my footing on this lineup and by the way like this is the whole point of the season right like this is what raj was talking about last night where you try these things out and you find their their optimized roles and and then you slot them into those roles over the course of the season. And for me, this group shouldn't be like a starting. They you know they were obviously poorly cast as starters. Um, I think they last night you know we saw that I think they're probably poorly cast as closers too. Although like neck you know neck yeah, but like you know in fairness you would probably have LeBron out there for D'Lo and and whatever. But I I, I think that like what where I think they'll probably most comfortably slot in as is just that, 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 you know, that flamethrower that, that, you know, you throw in there for inning or two and you get them out of there because if you kept the, keep them in there just a little bit too long, things can go South in, in a real big way and really quickly. Um, and, and this was the exact, you actually sort of went to exactly the point that I was going to make. I mean, do you remember last year how bad the team was? 
and we I, I i remember this one of the one of the we used so many terms as like shorthand for our sort of basketball nihilism and suffering at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year but one of the ones that's always stuck with me is uh, i don't know if pete coined this but he was the first one i heard use it of the term survival lineups where you're just playing guys like trying not to lose the game you're like hey what lineup can we like throw together this yes this is not an optimal grouping but it's like it's better than the next bad grouping, you know, it's like the best of bad options, yeah. you know, type of thing. And this isn't that the Lakers are obviously not that type of team this year, but this is almost like the higher class version of a survival lineup, you know, where it's like, Hey, can these guys get by, you know, we, we need all these guys to play a certain amount of minutes. We know that it's not our most optimized group, but can they in the middle of a game at some point get like two shifts together and can they just outscore teams? You know, we've seen with the success of the Pacers that, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a lockdown to defensive team to you know uh to succeed for long stretches or whatever and so obviously i do not expect that group to start lighting it up with like the pacers unless torian's prince goes for uh, torian's shooting goes further up but can that be a group that survives because it's good enough offensively yeah that you know bench groupings reserve groupings can't take enough advantage of it defensively and it just sort of gets you through the game it's another group of guys that you can play together in certain scenarios so yeah i mean i think that is basically what they're trying to find it's like those sort of middle of the game lineups because we know who the closers are going to be at this point most nights or at least we know most of them um we know who the starter the starters seem pretty locked in at this point and so it's like trying to find the best combinations to get through the middle of the game and you know i think that maybe they can for certain stretches against certain teams i think there are going to be teams where it looks worse uh you know like teams like with really good point guards but the spurs have a i don't know if you noticed this but a uh six foot nine guy who's never played point guard before playing point guard and so that was like maybe not the most optimized to take advantage of them in certain stretches last night uh until down the stretch when it was like trey jones and you know uh wemby yeah and all them yeah, I, I think that's that's really what it comes down to. Is that like they have to be like the the circumstances for them to succeed. Thankfully, point guard isn't the deepest position in the league. You know, um. <laughs> it is wild, right? That like Wemby needs one type of player out there in order to be maximized, and Pop just like doesn't play that type of player with. They're him. tanking. I don't know if they realize that this isn't that good of a draft. You know, they're, they are <laughs> determined. I don't know if they know that the lottery odds have been lowered where it's like the lowest three teams. They're like, no, we have to lose every possible game that we yeah. can. I was surprised I, he didn't bench Wemby down the stretch for playing too well last night. I guess it's like his hatred of the Lakers overcame his, uh, his <laughs> uh, like, you know, insistence. Yeah. Tank. He's like, no, we could get these guys this time. Yeah. Um, I said it last night, but I feel like if Phil Jackson was having as bad a stretch as Greg Popovich is currently on coaching, there'd be a lot more people pointing it out. Well, right? yeah, in, people in national Phil, media, but, uh, you know, because uh, he was always with like sort of the big juggernaut. I'm so thankful that we didn't have to watch like, you know, old losing it. Phil Jackson, just like, like try like the Zen master things on teams that like did not want to listen to him anymore. I guess like a little bit in New York, but that was an executive. So we didn't have to see like players yelling at him on the bench or something like that, or like him just throwing out these God awful lineups. Like I'm glad the Phil went out on top. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably say so. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I hate hypocrisy, you know, like in, and it's such this NBA hipster take to say that, Oh, Bill is actually not the, the best coach of all time. It's, it actually has to be pop, right? You look at the talent that Phil had and it's like, you 
know, Pop didn't exactly have nobody. Famously, right? Pop like, had no talent on those first yeah. teams. Um, well, it's also funny because they're the same people who, other like, than the guys they, that they say are better than Shaq and Kobe, respectively, yes. and uh, <laughs> like Harden should have been MVP at one, or not Harden, uh, Kawhi should have been MVP. But yeah. other than those guys, Pop didn't have that much talent. You know? Right, like they always they always ranked him way higher than Kobe on their list, right? And yet they say that Phil had yeah. way more talent or whatever. But anyway, yeah, Man- Manu's better than Kobe, but Pop didn't have as much talent as Phil. Um, <laughs> you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, before we move on, today's show is brought to you in part by Sleeper and the Sleeper app. Use that promo code LA Lounge to get up to $100 back in a first deposit match. Again, that is LA Lounge, all one word on the Sleeper app to get up to 100 bucks back just right off the bat. Just like fantasy sports are tough, right? Because every so often you'll have uh, Dante Exum make. 75 three-pointers against you on a random night and and your matchup is shot as a result of that not that anybody was probably playing dante exum but regardless uh (laughs) every so often that happens but it's nice to right when you sign on to this app you use that promo code la lounge and you get a a hundred bucks back up to a hundred dollars back in a deposit match um Again, Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is our real money product that connects friends over picks choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame live or even across different sports pick more or less than the predicted stats on slipper on on sleeper you can get up to a hundred times payouts depending on the combination of picks that you use uh so share with your friends and get rewarded together and one more time use that promo code la lounge so if you're here on 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 youtube you can't miss it it's all over your screen right now and if you're listening, it is LA Lounge, all capitalized in all one word on the Sleeper app. I'm Anthony at Anthony Irwin LA on there. Follow me there as well. And, and, and we can play a couple of these games together. All right. Uh, do you play fantasy sports? Have you ever played fantasy sports? Uh, not, not daily fantasy, but I have played like, at, like, you know, traditional fantasy season long in the past. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I I somehow don't picture you doing that. You're such a control freak that I I feel like you, I, you that's why I have to stop. That. I get too mad when I don't win, and so uh, <laughs> it's just not it's not a healthy thing for me. Um. 
Um, all right. I, I realized when I was about to fight with my dad uh, <laughs> over him beating me in the title game because uh, he was talking trash about like how he actually he won our championship game uh, rebounds category because I believe it was Steve Na or maybe it was blocks. It was blocks or rebounds. Nash had like a career high in like the last <laughs> game of the season uh, in like blocks or rebounds or something like that. And uh, he ended up winning the champ or maybe it wasn't a career high, but it felt like it to me. And uh, he ended up winning by like one or two and in that category. Yeah. and winning the matchup and uh yeah i was like it's time for me to stop i'm i'm too upset about this <laughs> wasn't even any money on the line i was just really mad <laughs> all right let's go ahead and and uh the next topic that again if you guys are watching on I'm, I'm really proud of this i designed all this crap myself i worked on it myself graphic design is a passion of mine it, it looks um, nice yeah I'm, I'm shocked that you designed this i definitely thought that somebody <laughs> sent you the template <laughs> <laughs> um today uh the next topic that we're going to hit on is the in-season tournament banners uh so here's here's harrison where i stand on it right i'm following basically the stances that the lakers have held publicly where uh -huh. in the run-up to the championship they feel the need to leak hey everybody don't worry we are not going to fly this th this thing we are not going to break tradition we are going to maintain the, the, the stance that the only team success that we acknowledge in crypto.com arena is championships, right? And and it was funny. You responded to it on Twitter by by booing on Twitter. Yeah. And and that's because like you are committed to the bet. And everybody at that time that I saw, all Lakers fans were like, thank God, cool, stick. I love it. Stick with your brand. Stick with your tradition. I'm, all of I these must things. Have, I must have blocked all those people because all my replies were um were like hell yeah Harrison get them you got to take over the team start a protest. <laughs> those were your burners that you were just replying to yourself. No, all, I, I'm uh, IST Nation. We roll strong, okay? Like we, this is well, this you is and the you and the that, Cam brothers, you you, yeah. you and the Kamenitsky brothers. Andy was 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 hot and bothered on Twitter with me today. Good, um, you but deserve anyway. it. <laughs> So that was the, the 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 Lakers leak stance, and I believe it was who was it? Arash Markazi, who uh -huh. you know has um, no prior history, just copy and pasting um, leaks and stuff like that. But but like he was, you know, he fires off that tweet, and I see applause for it. And I I said at that time, my guess is the league is going to have something to say about this, right? Yeah. We've been saying that all along. Like if they wanted, oh. that was our predicted outcome was that the league was going to force them to do a banner. Yeah. And then, um, you know, a few days later after the well, Lakers win the, the like, thing, I'm pretty sure like early on, yeah, you no, I, I, I specifically remember yeah, this. I, yeah. Okay. You're absolutely right. Like we, 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 we did say like, we, we laughed at it. It was like the Lakers are, the Lakers don't, fly anything other than their championship banners i will never forget ben uh for a long time ssr uh writer you know that has not been in quite some time but ben rosales like uh he did a tour of the practice facility that i think was for like season ticket holders yeah. and mm -hmm. i would have to go find the photo again i don't remember if they had the western conference championship trophy in a broom closet or sitting next to the copier um but it was not like prominently on display it was just like out in the office like 
like something that like when you just moved in or something and something you haven't like put away yet it was clearly yeah. like not a prize it like apologized it's like oh sorry yeah. we left that out like ah, sorry just uh, tour guide kicks it out of the way sorry that was it we were using <laughs> that to keep the door open over here no we, we we usually jerry has been throwing it all over the office and we we forgot to tell him to put it away after he was done <laughs> it's, it's jerry it's, jerry west didn't even work there anymore he was still coming in and just throwing trophies around yeah, the office. He, he just walks hi jerry bye yeah. jerry yeah, he just <laughs> so, pulls it through a door to exit um so that was, you know, what do you that, think Showtime uh, again, Jerry was... West would do if they forced him to hang an in? If you explain the concept of the in-season tournament banner, <laughs> I think I think winning time, winning time, Jerry West would have attempted to hire a hitman to kill Adam Silver like that, uh, yeah. or done it himself. Not yeah. real Jerry West. This is important for libel reasons. Mm-hmm. The winning time version of Jerry West, yeah, who yeah. you know shared some similarities. Um, you said it, not me. So so anyway. That was what you and I predicted like months ago when, when it looked like, you know, when, when all of this was coming out and uh, that's what the Lakers felt the need to leak as it looked like they were going to win the thing. Then after they win it, uh, the, the reports then surfaced that, okay, actually the Lakers are going to fly a banner, but through approximately like 18 different leaks, everybody, like everybody, Um, so like, uh, and so then they, a press they, release they leak out two minutes later. It was kind of weird how the timing on that worked. I don't. Yeah. Right. But Crazy. so they just barely beat the buzzer on that. They like, so they, 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 um, in that press release and in those leaks afterward, right after they won it, they made sure to like clarify to everybody. We promise they are not going to look anything like the, the championship banners. They are going to be in a specific spot where the banners, the championship banners are still going to hold higher position on the wall. Blah, blah, blah. Like all of these other details, like don't worry, everybody, please don't get angry at us breaking tradition for this. And and like my problem with all of this is the league basically telling the Lakers, you have to break tradition here. That's my if the Lakers had come out before they won the thing and said, this is something that we're proud of and that we are going to like if we win it, we are going to fly the banner for it. Then whatever. I, I would have felt a certain way about it, but the, but whatever. But in this case, the league basically stepping in and telling the Lakers their marquee franchise what they can and cannot or have to fly in their arena. That doesn't sit well with me, especially when you consider all of the other subjects that Adam Silver has like purposely sat out because he believes yeah, he's in like, state nah, fight. Oh, I'm going to let the team <laughs> deal with that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like. That that's my stance. And and maybe I did a poor job of, of outlining that stance because like this sets a precedent, right? So right now the league is trying to, especially as it negotiates its next media deal with, with, um, with their, you know, prospective next TV deal partner, they are trying to showcase or show everybody. See, we promise that we can get them to care about the regular season. We promise stars are going to play in nationally televised games. We promise we're going to do all these things. Right. Um, and, and, like, let's say that the TV partner comes back to them and says, well, okay, if the if the regular season actually matters, are you going to start flying, you know, a banner for the fact that, you know, a team won a division title? Because so long as a team and the marquee team doesn't, that might indicate to players, you know, it, the season happened and whatever. 
And like once the league. Oh, is, no. Is, Players it, are going to think regular season games aren't important. Oh no! Right. Well, but 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 that's oh, but man. that's the thing, though, I sure right? I could put that cat back in the bag. <laughs> but like that's that's the part of this that that I am bumping on. And look, full disclosure, as everybody knows, I have not cared about this thing for one second. You know, I, I've 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 disliked the execution of this idea. Even if, if even even if I think that there are some positive ideas in here that can be can can be tweaked and the the tournament can be something to build on moving forward in its entirety i i i could take it or leave it um but this this spot where the league is basically telling the most important franchise in its league what they can and cannot fly in their arena i'm not cool with that like that is that is not something i'm all right with is that why is that an unpopular stance because i feel like if the lakers had made a bigger stink of no, this isn't our idea. The league told us to do this. I feel like everybody would be agreeing with me here. Well, it, it is possible that they would be agreeing with you. But you know what most people don't do at their jobs is like make a stink publicly over something that their employer told them that they had <laughs> to do. True. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think like, like, like maybe James Dolan would have tried to sue the, although James Dolan would have been happy to hang anything constituting Nick's success. So maybe this is a bad example, but um, you know, like James like, is like, Hey, let us hang that one for you. <laughs> he's like, well, we got it. Jeannie put it up at Madison square garden, the world's greatest arena filled with the most mediocre basketball team. Um, yeah. The entire city of New York. is just like, and again, like most mediocrity upon mediocrity team. on us. Yeah. yeah, compared to like past Knicks seasons over the last several while, like, hey, that's that's improvement. Good job, Knicks. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, that's sort of my thing. Is like the Lakers weren't going to release a statement that is like, hey, by the way, the league is trying to sell and monetize this thing, but we think it's really stupid, even though we just won it. And uh, you know, advertisers <laughs> take that into consideration when you're considering buying in. Like, they might be able to get mm -hmm. more money than they got off the PPP loan down the future. Like, if this thing gets bought from TV <laughs> rights and whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think the Lakers maybe, I think conceptually as an organization, they were like, you know, clearly they were, this was not their first choice of how they wanted to do things. Yeah. But I also think, you know, it's like, Hey, we also would like money in the league to continue to go up. And so we're going to do this thing. And, you know, it just is what it is. And like, the thing for me, is like, I don't understand why it bothers people so much. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is a different championship you know that they won yeah. it is like they won a tournament it's not like hey we just won the most regular it's like a different thing they had to actually if you watch this tournament you saw how hard they played to go out there and mm -hmm. win this thing like I, I think that having a banner up like your high school gym where it just says what years you won it or whatever like to me that's not that big of a deal there are much dumber banners that have hung in the hallowed uh you know the hallowed the name outside of, the building for example right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, Unless they want to sponsor us, then I think it's a very cool name. Um, I just say I, we I, will stop calling it money, moneylaundering.com arena. I maybe I'll consider it. That's no, one of my no, favorite no, no, bits no. of all time. Will. I probably no, 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 don't listen to him. We will. This is really my podcast. If you, um, and also, what, what if, uh, you know, what if I told you that the banner, you know, like I actually think it's going to look really cool when they put it up. And, you know, like in the background, so, you know, they said it's going to be a different size. They said it's going to be a different shape, different kind of vibe. What if they just put up this banner 
and you know that you see right behind me now and it's like hey well like, the mike trudell banner we're adding one more Mike Trudell for every every title we win. You know, it's just for the Mike Trudell Cup. You know, it's like, hey, every time we win, just another Trudell headshot face goes on there. Then, are you back in on the banner? If we do that, sorry, there's probably a little a more tech way to present my screen. But um, I mean, you could have sent me, you could have sent me the image, and I could have just put it up in front of us. But yeah, that's okay. No, if this you... was funnier. Um, yeah, no, if you, if, if they, if that's, if that's what it takes to get more Mike Trudell in my life, then, then fine. I'm, I'm okay with, and by the way, and Harrison, it's just a different like, photo every time. It's just like a, like just different, you know, spectrum headshot photo, whatever. Yeah. Or, or it could be like that thing, right. Where like for every 10 likes, this thing gets it. Mike Trudell gets bigger. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We make Mike Trudell bigger every year that <laughs> they, they just post it. a very tiny picture of his face on it. And then every yeah. year that they win it, it gets a little bigger. <laughs> um, I, and, and look, I want to be absolutely clear here. Had the Lakers come out initially with a stance of, we are going to celebrate this accomplishment. I would have been like, okay, fine. Like, it was an accomplishment. They beat some good teams to win this thing. They played very good basketball in winning this thing. Cool. If that was their initial stance on it, fine. But it is the league specifically stepping in here and seeming to tell them because I, I haven't done any actual reporting on this. So this is all speculation on my part. It, it but, seems like pretty it's solidly pretty... based speculation yeah I... yeah and so like it with the league seemingly stepping in that is the thing that i'm up against here that is the part of this like with and and again when you compare it to the other issues that the league has sat out on and just said sorry you know we're just gonna by the way what's going on with the josh giddy investigation right like 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 we're just we're just like we're just sitting all of this other stuff out that actually kind of matters but okay. no in it this case, is a much easier thing for them to manage i will say than doing that I, like to you know again i'm i'm not going to credit the league for a lot of how it handles these issues or whatever but that you know say what you will they are more complicated to look into and deal with oh, than sure. just sending the lakers an email you're absolutely putting up a fucking banner signed adam you know, uh, like, <laughs> but, but this is the thing though. It is easier and it is, you know, it, it is, it is the kind of thing that you can more easily put your foot down on because there aren't actual legal issues on this. Right. But they have sat out so many more important issues that should actually be pretty easy. Right. Like the fact that just today, James Johnson just got re-signed and is in the league again. You look at his criminal history, like, like, like the league just continues to step out. And, and sit out on all of these issues where these players who have like legitimately vile allegations or actual criminal, you know, instances in their past, you know, teams keep taking advantage. I think the Thunder got an extra second round pick this year for trading for who was the player from was it Kevin Porter Jr. from yeah. uh, from the Houston Rockets. Like these teams keep taking advantage of 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 those criminal you know actions or allegations or whatever, and and like the league just anytime that comes up, Adam says, "Well, you know, my hands are tied here. Sorry, everybody." But in in and in this stupid little thing, this is the thing that they're actually willing to step in and 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 make happen like this. That's that's you know, it's an it's an extreme stance and an extreme example on the stance or whatever, but. If you're going to step in and meddle with this, then why aren't you stepping in and meddling in more in, in the more important issues 
facing your league. Like that's that's if the part of this that, that that annoys me. I mean, if your point is all they care about is keeping the money train rolling, I mean, I agree. Like, I don't think that you know, um, like I I think that you're right. Like they care about the things that make the money and whatever, yeah. and the the other stuff they're happy to sweep under the rug. Yeah. All right, let's move on. And you know, that, have that's a just unfortunate. The NBA has shown us that it is just like every other business, despite claiming that it wants to be sort of like a moral bastion it wants or whatever. To be the they're happy to, yeah, yeah, like it's they're happy to have that, you know, get that positive coverage when it's easy, but they're not they don't want to do the things that lead to it being that, you know, when it's harder. Yeah. Uh, Chucky Goldstein makes a very important case here as we as we uh, awkwardly segue into a more fun portion of the show. The Lakers now are flying 18 banners. And look, you know yeah. what? That's hard to argue with. That is that is yeah. hard. It is one more banner than uh, those those folks in Boston. All right, let's move on to um, how many in season tournaments do you think the 60 Celtics would have won? That's basically they uh, basically all half the Celtics title banners were in season tournaments. There were like they were actually. Weeks. In the in the knockout stages, I think there were technically more teams in the knockout stages of the in season tournament <laughs> than there were in the league when the Celtics were winning their championship. So I, you know, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, those who live in Mickey Mouse houses should not maybe throw Mickey Mouse stones. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I I meant to bring this up earlier, but if I zoom back out again, there's a little bit of jewelry over over uh, your left shoulder over there uh that i think i want to call some attention to is that an emmy yeah is that an emmy yeah we finally got recognized for the show aren't you happy like <laughs> yes that's emmy winning sure. podcast the lakers lounge <laughs> i did i did this much production <laughs> yeah already you put up one side menu showing what the topics are this is what happens no, I think that's me as Emmy, right? I think that yeah, she, that's me she, as Emmy. Uh, my, my wife is part of the Emmy Award-winning team at Spectrum Sportsnet, uh, and they were they won. They actually won Best Game Broadcast for the Dodgers. So this is not a Lakers-related Emmy, but it is for yeah. um, or Sportsnet LA. I guess I, I guess I should say, but they're the same, you know, company. The Dodgers are about to appear on my power rankings, so I am cool with celebrating that the Dodgers and Spectrum, and most importantly, your wife on winning an Emmy. That is legitimately yeah. My my wife is uh, is an Emmy winner. So everyone watching the show, listening to it, whatever, feel free to tweet at her congratulations. She got the Emmy in the mail about five weeks ago, so um, it's going to be very confusing to her why she is getting all these ats right now. But it would be very embarrassing for her at work. So feel free to please do that. Yes. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's, let's move on to the power rankings here for the last 10, 15 minutes or so of the show. Um, every week, Harrison and I go through things in the NBA, things in sports, things that just happen and, and rank them according to what makes us laugh or makes us the, the happiest or whatever. Um, I am going to start um, with this one because I think it is going to be a major focus of our list. Um, but it is this clip that took place. So last night, a little bit of backstory for those of you who live on, live under rocks. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo scored 64 points and broke the Bucks single game scoring record previously held by Michael Red. He uh, then demanded that he get the game ball from that game and from that effort, despite shooting 30 free throws. I actually think I'm team pacer on this just out of principle because 30 free throws for any single player is ridiculous. Um, 
and and look, there are ways that it could be uh, handled, and there are ways that that uh, it it could have you know he could have gone behind the scenes and said, "Hey guys, like, do you guys mind?" And then after the game, after he got uh, a ball handed handed to him by security. Well, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil that because I think that's going to come up later in the show as well. But the reason I think or a reason that, uh, you know, tensions were so high even before uh, Game Ball Gate took place. You had this happen uh, when Giannis got fouled. So here's a clip of it. You know, so you see it looks like Miles Turner, uh, you know, throws <laughs> throws Giannis to the floor and you see a scrum there on the court. Um, I'm going to keep playing this, this clip again. I'm going to, I yep. want to bring some attention up to the top of, you know, the, to the top yeah, of that you, image. You got to look at where, Thanasis. Where Thanasis, Thanasis <laughs> hilariously um, grabs as, his as, teammate's <laughs> arm, wraps it in his own and then starts like <laughs> taking off. Like he is going to charge and kill everyone yeah. involved or near his brother. Yes, it was it was the kind of play. So uh, Kevin Willis, an old power forward slash center in the league, um, who back then was like widely regarded as as like the strongest player in the league. What he would essentially do is if you were boxing him out, he wouldn't use his hands and he would essentially pinch players arms in at their sides so that they were they would become narrow and thus easier to move. And every guy who said he you know, would do that would say like I felt the most useless in uh, you know as I have ever felt on a basketball court or as a human being and and you know and the, and you know now it has become kind of popular for scorers right to sneak their hand into the interior of of a of a defender's arm and yeah, go yeah. up through that arm to grift the, and the get Joel to the free throw line that way yeah. Yeah, the Joel Embiid, the James Harden, the the Trey Young. Remember when the league took that out and then all of those guys like cried about it and then they put it back in yeah they're like ah shoot the numbers are down like uh trey trey like like legitimately short-circuited and whined about it for like a solid two weeks but yeah um yeah in this case i'm gonna play it one more time because it's just that funny it's so good grabs the best part is jay crowder's reaction to it where like (laughs) is that who is that that whose arm he grabbed that's hurt it's jay crowder it's jay crowder oh, is it? okay it's so, jay crowder yeah i couldn't read so the, the best part about it is like, like you, can kinda, you can you can kind of watch as the grabs his arm and runs to the court jay's like head snaps back like, yeah he's like he goes like wow he's, so, he's so instinctive that he feels the contact things like gotta draw the foul yeah <laughs> But yeah, that was that to me leads the way on the funniest thing I have seen uh, since the last time you and I did this. Uh, Harrison, what's first on your list? Yeah, so I, I mean, my uh, I, I just having to put this together in like really quick, just in my brain. Because that's why I, I went long because I didn't to, uh, I didn't ask you if you were. <laughs> that's yeah, why I went long on to, the first uh, one. You know, but I am prepared. Uh, All with right. The five uh, funniest fight moment, fight fallout moments of uh, of the week, and uh-huh. number five on my list is uh, I don't know if you saw this, but on Valley Sports, uh, the Pistons um, broadcast was cutting away after their like I don't know two hundred seventy fourth consecutive loss or you know whatever it is, and you know you see uh, you see like the players are all looking sad. James Wiseman just looks dispirited, and then you have one child just going to town punching another child's arm uh like as they're going to their final commercial break 
for no reason. I have no idea what these children are fighting over. The child I can't is believe Jaden Ivy would no do idea. that to to Kate. I, I like it's crazy that <laughs> things are really dire. I would explain there. why Monty Williams just doesn't play him. He's like, now nah, he keeps he keeps punching Kate on the bench. I don't know. <laughs> um, but for those of you, if you have not seen it, it is fantastic. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it made me laugh is... very hard last night when they're like, the children are fighting. Like. <laughs> Sure. things are so bad on the court that they had to like present some fight in the, in the arena. Um, all right. The next, the next, uh, top thing from the last couple of weeks is the fact that the Los Angeles Dodgers signed Shohei Otani, which is in and of itself. Great. Right. Yeah. But the amount of great top thing, <laughs> the, the, uh, the next, the, the, the part of it that I have found the most, um, amazing and the part of it, because I am at my at my very core a troll. My favorite part of this is all the like the 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 whining that non-Dodgers yeah, fans have done. Deferred money. Yeah, I can't believe he's the union should step in. The yes, that's what the union needs to step in on is the fact that this guy is going to after he retires net himself seven hundred million bucks or six hundred and eighty million bucks yeah, for the next. Ten years or whatever it is, um, I don't think they. I don't think they care so much about a guy getting paid like that, uh, so long as he gets his money. That has been, um, you know, and the fact that they might use that money and turn around and sign Yamamoto, like that would be incredible as well. But yes, uh, my second favorite thing here over the last couple of weeks has been all of the whining uh, and and bickering and moaning and all of these things from non-Dodgers people about the way that the Dodgers just broke the sport by, you know, checks notes, signing a good baseball player. That is, that yeah. is the crime. Also, you know, Hey, great news for Christian Wood. Uh, you know, not, didn't get dropped down uh, a rank on highest paid athletes in Los Angeles. He is going to continue to be ahead of Shohei Otani, uh, for the next year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's big for him i i i saw that and i was like what i don't follow baseball obviously all that closely i'm a very casual yeah. fan and i saw like all the salary stuff coming out and was just flabbergasted that this is like allowed like this just seems yeah. like like weird cap circumvention but like you know i'm not mad about it or whatever it's just fascinating to me that that's how their mm -hmm. sport operate um, well so like it's still technically a 46 million dollar a year cap yeah hit. it's a 40 i thought it's a 46 cap and there's all these like other the like intricacies of, the, yeah. of it and stuff so it's not as ridiculous as it was like initially reported or whatever but yeah, yeah. Um, that hasn't stopped anybody from whining about uh a team in la getting something to go their way like yeah, <laughs> it's a that's a tradition unlike any other. And look, right, I get it. Your... Like, you get you get the in season tournament. You get Shohei Otani. Like, how much winning can one city does one city really deserve in in twenty four hours? More. That's like more yeah. and more. You know the 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 that's that should be the next banner that the Lakers fly is the Dodgers signing Shohei Otani to that deal. Let's just let's make it more ridiculous. All right, what's your next one? Uh, this would be your second. Yeah, this is my number four. Um, number four for me was, uh, I don't even know if this quote is real, so I apologize if I'm spreading misinformation, but uh, I saw there was uh, someone, apparently Giannis gave a quote to Eric Name of The Athletic that he says he doesn't think the ball that was given to him yes, after damn it, the this is on my list. point Brockus <laughs> was the right one. And I just, I love that so much. Like he's the, like, that's, that's how you know, like everybody accuses Giannis of like having no skill, no bag, whatever. That's how you know he's a real hooper he's like this is not the ball that i had for you know all all 30 of those free throws so 
last night I, on I the just, show, I, again, I don't know if that's real. That could I could have been got by a fake account, but I no, I saw it too. So funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um. So last night, uh, it, this was all going down. The the fight between the Pacers and the, and the Bucks. Well, yeah. Technically, Giannis and the Pacers. Um, like and this and Jake was all. <laughs> That dude, like, how are you even bad at that job, too? Right? Like, that's, <laughs> that's the whole point of you being on the roster. Is work on the acting. Like, come on, dude. You know, like, you, you know what would have so been great? Times to be the hold me back guy, you know? So they were, they, they kept on, like, they were actually holding him back, right? Because if you go onto the court in the middle of a, yeah. of a, of a, of a scrum or whatever, you get suspended. You know what would have been great is if the, if the Bucks were all like, you're good. Go ahead, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, Thanasis, don't get suspended. That'll leave us in a tough spot. Oh no, ownership won't have to pay your salary for two games. Oh right. no. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Mark Lazary isn't their owner anymore. I forget. You think he's like, you think their owner he's is like, like shoving Thanasis like onto the court? Like, yeah. They, their owner there. is like telling the coaches, it's like, hey, look, you get a bonus if you let Thanasis onto the court next time. <laughs> or if you, if you get him onto the court, <laughs> push him on there. <laughs> Uh, but no, that was so all of that was all of this was going on last night as Raj and I were recording. And I said, like, there are upwards of and I said, like, 50 basketballs um, in that arena at any time on a game night. It's probably double that, like more than more than I think about it with all of the shooting and the other team's basketballs and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, And so I just said, like I, I said on the air last night, I was like, they could just give them any ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> you could give. Shibway, any ball uh for, for that one. Who do you think who do you think deserves the basketball more there? Giannis or the guy who scored his first points um uh as an NBA player? Yeah, I I think I think you gotta give uh I, I think you gotta give it to uh Oscar. I'm not I'm not I don't know how to pronounce his last name and I don't know. I I it oh, was I, I listened to Rick I, I listened to Rick Carlisle say it last night. Okay. Yeah. Uh I, I just love that we got a separate Woj tweet that this isn't in my power rankings, but it's the Pacers gave Oscar Shibwe a replacement ball to commemorate his first NBA <laughs> So good. I love this stupid league. Um yeah, you know, I yeah. I hope I, like again, who knows if Giannis got the real ball? I hope they gave him the fake one. That's so funny if they gave him yeah. a fake ball. Just like that's peak pettiness. I don't care. I know people were calling the Pacers corny. I don't care. That's so funny if they gave him a fake one after all that. So, but then wasn't it like the security guard, the own Buck security guard, got the ball or something? I don't know. Yeah, this, this whole thing is so. That's what Miles Turner said. He the, the guy who got the ball was wearing green. Like the Pacers don't wear green. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so my next thing on my list, and I think it's basically other than the show Shohei thing, um, I'm just gonna keep breaking down portions of this um Bucks basketball gate. Um last night, <laughs> as again, all of this is playing out. So on November 12th, the Indiana Pacers tweeted out a video of Oscar Shibwe like talking about his path to the nba right it's like this two minute long thing it's like yeah. this like they play they play sappy music in the background of it it is yeah. legitimately like a really cool story a really cool like uh anecdote from him um so the, the tweet on november 12th reads oscar shiwe moved to the united states from the democratic um republic of congo as a teenager to pursue 
his basketball dreams. After starring at Kentucky and being named the unanimous National Basket uh, National Player of the Year, he went undrafted in this summer's draft. Last night, he finished with 33 points and 23 rebounds in his first professional basketball game, becoming the first player in Mad Ant's history to record 30-plus points and 20-plus rebounds in a game. His mentality is something everyone should hear, and that's where the, they play the clip. And so last night, as everything is going on, they, they quote tweet that. This is the Pacers' official account. Quote tweets that with Oscar Shibwe moved to the United States from the Democratic Republic of Congo as a teenager to pursue his basketball dreams. Tonight, he realized his dream of playing in the NBA and scored his first career point. That is amazing. That is just very, very, very social media-ing from their official account. And um, I'm that is that ends this point. My my favorite point of all of this is going to come next, but that is one of my favorite tweets of all time from an NBA team. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, uh, obviously that's great for him. It's just I cannot imagine that he would have guessed that his first points would have come, uh, you know, uh, with such controversy. You know, like <laughs> multiple newsbreakers breaking it breaking it down like it was the malice at the palace, like. <laughs> No, I love to. I love the image of, and even if this is like borderline cruel or whatever, but he's sitting there like they hand him the ball. He's like, "Wow, thank you guys. This is amazing. Thank you for my basketball to commemorate this moment where I, I, I tapped off. I capped off the efforts that it took to get to the NBA all the way from the Democratic Republic of the Congo to get here. Wow, this is incredible. What? Oh, I. You're taking that one. Oh, it's okay. a replacement ball. Oh, okay. I, oh, uh, I, I'm getting another. But one. it is to commemorate my point. So that that's the same thing. I don't. You know. Did Giannis sign it? Did like did Giannis? <laughs> um, all right. What's your what's your next one here? All right. So my number three uh, was. Maybe oh wait, you just it, went. That was your number three, right? Or no? No, that you was went your number three. Number. We had the same one, yeah. and I went. I did number two. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So yeah, my number three is uh, uh is. The quote of the season so far, um, it is Yusuf Nurkic uh, of Dream on Green after, uh, after you know, his his clutch agency mate uh, attempted to yeah. do, you know, the very known basketball move of a pirouette with your arms up spinning around. Like lots of basketball players do this totally normal body motion uh, and then struck him in the face. Uh, yeah. You know, again, Draymond, it's just it's not his fault. He can't control his limbs. OK, he's just a professional yeah. athlete. What are you what do you expect him to have coordination? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, I love that we're tweeting out. Like, I love that Draymond Green <laughs> talks about these moments as if he did them in werewolf form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really, he does go Hulk smash. And the you know, yeah. and just Yusuf Nurkic saying, that brother needs help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the NBA deciding. It's an incredible right. meme. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get him some help yusuf we needed somebody we needed somebody to diagnose what's, this for us i appreciate what's your the, uh the tweet that's become a meme right men men will literally do x to avoid getting yeah, yeah. getting mental help it's like men will literally punch a seven yusuf foot tall. in the face <laughs> human being to avoid getting help um amazing comment here from yuman uh on for as an african i'm ashamed of that player one point plus Giannis is also african <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to laugh at that <laughs> i'm laughing 
my favorite, my favorite thing though, from that night or from last night is, uh, that technically she had scored before. The problem is that one point came in the in-season tournament final and that doesn't count towards official no. record. No, no, no. Yeah. The, oh yeah. Cause he's on the Pacers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. They should see if they can get him that ball back from LeBron. Just be like, LeBron, come on. He... That was like, I I was already like, just like, just reeling it. The amount of If you've of scored less than 10 points in your career, your stats from the in-season tournament final should count towards the regular season. You know? I so. I, I, they should just count. I don't know why they don't count. Like, yeah, I, it's a, that's your reward. You, get to, you just thing. get to rack up an extra game of stats. I don't know. Like, that's, you know. Like, I saw, was it you that made the point that like, uh, or maybe it was Sabrina that like, all right, that game is essentially extra credit. And if you win it, you have an extra win on your season tally. And that's like an extra tiebreaker. Like that should yeah. just count. Like I love that. That sounds like that. a, that's, that's definitely a Sabrina idea though. I've never thought about that in my life. I just, <laughs> for me, the, the glory of the cup was enough. I didn't need extra incentives. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was just, uh, you know, that was, that was a thing, you know, the, 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 the meme of like Vince McMahon, where he like leans further in his chair, learns something you say, and then like, and then like finally just falls over. That was me when, when I saw that he had technically scored before, but it didn't count. And all of this was over nonsense because he didn't have yeah. a basketball from the game that he actually scored his first NBA points in is just chef's kiss. It's also Perfect. like, look. You know, I get why Giannis wanted the ball. Like, you know, you want these keepsakes from your career, whatever. Like, dude, you've what? Just buy it from him or something. Like, you know, it's like you, you know, you have had bigger moments in your career than this. You know, I know that you've never yeah. scored more points, but you've had bigger things. This, you should not be ready to fight the entire Pacers organization for this game ball. That's the thing is that like there are just so many better ways of going about this. And also, what happens if he scores 65 in a game? Yeah, I don't know. I nothing. Like, I guess. He, well, he scores 65 in this game. Does he give that ball to Shibwe? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, why wouldn't it, he? Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, it's just I I love this league. It's so dumb. Um <laughs> Wait, so then do you already gave your, your number two? Should yeah, that I, was my number one because yes? you and I tied on, on, on the last one. Oh, so you have one more to okay. go. All right. So, well, no, I had I had two more. Okay, you have two more. All right. So uh, I'll go through them quickly. But uh, the, number two for me was uh, 50 Cent's Instagram. Uh, he posted a video of Draymond uh, saying, uh, with a laughing emoji, this fool is my favorite basketball player. WTF is wrong with him. That was a mistake. I will apologize for him. Come on. It's a physical game at Branson Cognac at, I don't know what the second ad is, um, but he, he tagged a, a Cognac account. Uh, so I guess this is like a sponsored <laughs> post um, okay, for sure. 50 cent. And then uh, Yusuf Nurkic commented on this video of 50 cent, basically saying that he didn't deserve a suspension. All he did was punch Yusuf Nurkic in the face. And uh, he comments on this uh, with, Go shorty, it's your birthday. Uh, so Yusuf Nurkic did not realize was this funny. Uh, you know, I would I owe you an apology. I was not familiar with your game. Um, I actually do yeah. not like your basketball game very much. No, but you know, mm. respect to your off-court game. Uh the this yeah, this has all been very funny. 
Um, and then number one was uh, everybody's familiar, you know, with the meme of Adam Silver uh, saying, get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. You know, when a player's playing bad or like get ready to learn trampoline, buddy. Um, yeah. You know, if you're going to slam ball or uh, get ready to learn Detroit, like if you're about to get traded to the Pistons. Um <laughs> You know, all these offshoots of it, but my favorite variant of this meme so far has been the one in the aftermath of Draymond getting the punishment where they're like, you got to meet like therapy and suspension criteria. And it's just the same picture of Adam Silver. And it says, get ready to learn the depths of your feelings, the origins of your outbursts and useful tools to prevent negative events like this in the future, buddy. Buddy. (laughs) And I hope that that is how Adam Silver actually delivered that. Because I will say, as somebody who goes to therapy, I find it very helpful. You will learn all of these useful tools to prevent yourself from, like, yelling at your dad over a fantasy football league or (laughs) fantasy basketball league or, you know, all of these things. Uh, So I I personally am happy for Draymond that he's getting ready to learn therapy language, buddy. I really hope that this does not backfire when he starts weaponizing therapy language on the court to, like, make players feel bad more, like, effectively. Um, yeah. but you know, fingers crossed that's not how this one turns out. Yeah. Um, what happens if Draymond comes back from therapy, like a worse player because he doesn't play with that same edge. He's just like, so Zen, you know, he's just, yeah, he's just like, you know, what if he uh, starts shooting, it? what if he starts shooting 45% from the field? He's just like, so <laughs> yeah, that's calm. All that was he's like back. a laser three point shooter now. And you just look like back the, on like all the Warriors runs and it's like, Oh my God, like how much better could they have been if he was the backpack? The backpack that yeah. it looks like he wears while he shoots was actually his like inner turmoil, and he just sheds. You know that what's weight funny is, is like... my therapist once made the analogy of like you know your your problems that you're carrying around with you. It's like a backpack full of rocks, and like maybe that's what Straymont said this whole time. <laughs> just because, like, I don't know if you ever watched Major League Two. Did you ever watch that one, or do you, are you uh, familiar no, with the Major the League one. movies? Yeah, yeah. I only uh, well, that. you know Pedro Serrano from the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the second one, he comes back and um, studies Buddhism. And so he com- he comes back and he's like the super peaceful dude, but he forgets how to hit because he, yeah. like, he like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like in the first one, in the first one, he's like, you know, uh, obviously praise to that little figurine, right? The Jobu figurine. Yeah. And at first one, he's like the super like mean and intimidating guy. And in the second one, he comes back, he's like super delightful. Somebody strikes him. I was like, Ooh, great curveball you threw there. Like it's just, it's just... <laughs> so I just picture Draymond coming back and somebody's scoring on him or like, or like a referee makes a bad call. And he's just like, you know what, man, get me next time. I got it. Like, hey, <laughs> I make mistakes in my job too. It's all right. Oh man, I love this stupid list. It, all right. When Draymond tries to explain to us how he has conquered mental health and how all of your problems are in your head on his podcast, it's going to be an all time moment. <laughs> I do. I, I, they have to, right? Like Headspace or what's the calm, the calm app? They have yeah. to sponsor his podcast from here on out. No, this so he already did a, a meditation session series with Amazon, apparently. Of course. Sure. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, it like whoever, like, whoever does marketing for any of those companies, yeah, they need to oh, get they're it all competing Draymond. for him right now. Yeah. Yeah. It has to like they, this has this is a huge opportunity for any of those apps. Um, and whatever they do this but, big right. marketing campaign around his comeback, and then he punches someone three games in again. <laughs> <It's> like, well, <laughs> 
didn't listen to my comments I guess before that, this game. I guess that is the de- the downside, right? Like, yeah, that's the risk they, for them. I would say they're like, <laughs> like so you're gonna do it again? It. No, really, Draymond. Like we don't. Yeah, it's like it's like when Chuck right Chuck lost all that weight for yeah. Weight Watchers or something like that, and then like got off him. He's like, that sucked. They paid me good, but that sucked. Yeah, I want to game. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for our happy hour, our Friday happy hour, uh, heading into the game that the Lakers play against the Spurs later tomorrow night. Uh, We will be doing uh, sleeper picks as well, and I'll just throw that uh, graphic up here one more time. Again, that is the sleeper app. Use the promo code LA Lounge to get up to $100 back in a first deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper.com slash term slash referrals for details um, and also play responsibly. And yeah, Harrison, this has been fun. Thank you very much for being uh, for, for being flexible. Thank you, Aaron, for taking care of the unhoused in, in the greater LA area. And thank you to everybody in, in Costco who might still be fighting uh, uh, over, over the comment that I made over the phone to, uh, to Aaron when he told me about his taking care of the unhoused. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan, and this has been the Lakers. Game.